Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The captain delivers late in Game 7. The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, 50th of the year. This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. Jay Woodcroft has done an amazing job. The people in our organization got a taste for playing hockey in the month of June, but I don't think anybody's satisfied with just that. Connor McDavid has won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton in overtime. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Welcome to the Friday edition of Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott sitting in the big chair today. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers. They are set to embark soon enough this afternoon down to the Pacific Northwest. A big game tomorrow afternoon. A matinee against the Seattle Kraken, the team that Edmonton is trading blows with in an effort to maintain Pacific Division playoff seating rather than slipping down into the wild card. Seattle sitting in the top wild card spot after Edmonton's win last night. In fact, both teams coming away with victories yesterday, but Edmonton, by virtue of an extra game played, has one more point. So uh, looking to, again, build some separation. This has been the theme, you could say it, it's been the theme of the week, the last couple of weeks. You could even extrapolate that to the last four months. The standings have not moved really at all the only thing that's happened is Vegas has built up some significant distance up at the top of it all so uh, every game from here on out we know is important last night's win was huge for this hockey club it had a playoff vibe right out of the gate in your home barn and you're able to tackle a team that's been leading the Western Conference uh, recently enough and could absolutely do some damage in coming out of the West as well. Dallas, a formidable hockey club, so we'll look back on that and we'll look ahead to tomorrow's contest as well. We will check in with Bob in about uh, 10 minutes or so. He's at Rogers Place. I don't think they fly until about 2 or so this afternoon, so a quick skate. We'll find out if Zach Hyman was on the ice. That should give us a better idea if he's going to be on this quick uh, one-and-done road trip. I can tell you with certainty uh, Ryan McLeod will not be traveling. We found that out post-game. So uh, we'll massage some of these ideas out over the course of two hours today. Appreciate you tuning in. Of course, our hearts remain heavy with the tragedy in our city yesterday. We continue mourning the slain officers of Travis Jordan and uh, Officer Brett Ryan as well. A nice moment of silence for the 17, 18,000-plus in attendance at Rogers Place last night to sort of reflect on and uh, and it was nice to see the EPS ribbons and helmet decals worn by Edmonton as well. So you get an idea that, uh, I mean, we all need each other on a, a day like yesterday, a day like today, and and we'll, uh, we'll walk arm in arm 
through this and we'll get through to the other side better. But how about we distract ourselves a little bit for the next uh, hour and 51 minutes or so, shall we? We'll hear from Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers coming up after the 12.30 news today. We'll go all around the NHL. Uh, some thoughts on Jordan Bennington, of course, and his latest meltdown. And uh, wow, speaking of meltdowns, how about uh, 12 goals in the first period of the Montreal-Florida game? What is a goaltender? 7-4 after 20 minutes? I think it was 7-4 after more like 11 minutes or so. What happened? Is Montreal even icing an NHL team these days? I don't know. Have your say on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Give me your thoughts on anything Oilers-related, NHL-related. We'll have time to get to it later on today. 780-496-0063 is the number to call. Uh, get bad to the bone with George Thorogood and the Destroyers. May 8th at the River Cree. Get your tickets today at rivercreeresort.com. That number again, 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Of course, we are on Twitter at Oilers Now. Big guy is at Bob underscore Stoffer. You can find me at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with an E not an A. Big shout out to Derek Scott on the other side of the glass this afternoon. Appreciate your work, Derek. Top story today brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. The story today coming out of the eastern part of Canada, the Maritimes, where U Sports Nationals is being held for men's hockey. The Golden Bears in action early. I think the puck dropped around nine o'clock this morning and they put the boots to Windsor it was four nothing inside the first four minutes of this game because a major penalty was taken by the Lancers and Alberta piled in three power play goals I know Bob had eyes on that game so we'll uh, we'll check in there but top story Alberta moving on at U Sports Men's Nationals to the semifinals where they will play the winner of the Calgary Dinos and and the uh, and University of Prince Edward Island, the host team, which goes down later today, four o'clock our time. In fact, last night though we had a game right here on these very airwaves. Let's hear how it sounded. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear. We head into the audio vault. Edmonton's largest selection available at Direct Workwear. They've got unbeatable prices and customer service that makes you feel like family. Cam Moon had the call last night at Rogers Place. Our thoughts with the families of Constables Travis Jordan and Brent Ryan tonight as the Oilers take on the Dallas Stars. Off the draw, it does go to Suter on the left point. Now to Haskin and his shot, and a save by Skinner. He held on to it as Haskin and leans into one. Cody Cece will come into the Dallas end on the right wing. He'll shoot it, big rebound. Put on goal, and the save made by Androff and Nugent Hopkins. In front of the net, Nugent Hopkins in front to Fogel Scott! on the right point, faked the shot and found the Edmonton Oilers Ryan Nugent Hopkins open to the left side of the net. Puck up against the boards, comes in front of the net just wide, now the shot saved by Skinner! What a stop of the right pad, the opportunity in front of the net. Domi had a chance and down the right wing, here's McDavid across, scores! Matias Yanmar got the pass 
special. I know whatever, like with a puck on a stick, is going to make something good happen, whether it's a pass to me or, or you know, something by himself. You just got to stay ready and, and try to get open and he'll find you. To Haskinen, left side. Into the Euler end. He'll drop it to Johnston. He'll shoot it. Saved by Skinner. The rebound. Skinner the save. Rebound. Scores. Johnston got the third opportunity. And he gets the stars on the board. The Euler lead now cut to 2-1. Two to one. Too easy of a zone entry for Dallas there. The Oilers were trying to complete a change. For dry side, right side. Back out to McDavid. The shot. Scores! Connor McDavid! Power play goal! and Oilers get the 4-1 win over the Dallas Stars here tonight at Rogers Place as Edmonton gets their 38th win of the year and go 2-1 and one against the Stars this season. Which is a formidable task, right? Dallas is a quality team, especially after the trade deadline. You love the depth that they were able to add in the way of Max Domi, and yet Edmonton rising to the occasion, digging their heels in, and there was a spot in that second period about five minutes in or so where Edmonton could not clear the puck past the red line. They were hemmed in for a significant amount of time and it looked like Dallas had snatched momentum in a game that Edmonton was leading at that point to nothing and yet they didn't break the whole point is being able to hold sway and ride the waves and not surrender the lead like they did in Toronto. They were overwhelmed in that circumstance. A much better defensive effort on home ice against the Dallas Stars. Stuart Skinner with a couple of thoughts post-game after picking up a win and his fourth consecutive start. Uh, I think the guys did a great job in front of me. I mean, uh, being able to score four on Dallas is, you know, a huge feat and obviously Outinger's you know, an unbelievable goalie and uh, just Dallas in general is so good defensively. So, um, you know, I think uh, I think just it was a really good team win. And that's not four wins in a row for Skinner, but it is four starts in a row. And this is something that's come up as we creep toward the playoffs. This is a player who I assume we're going to see the Oilers ride each and every game. And so getting that uh, body of work up and that engine to the RPMs where you want it, so to speak, is, is awfully important. Woodcroft says he's not really concerned about Skinner tiring out. I don't think we've overused either goaltender this year. I think, um, you know, it's fairly even on the split. And for Stewart especially, the month of January, he didn't play a whole heck of a lot. And coming out of the break, it's not like he played a whole heck of a lot. Um... So he's young and rested. And if you ask him, he says uh, this about getting to play lots. Here's the goaltender. My job is just to stop the puck, and whenever they tell me to do that, I'll, uh, I'm going to do my best to do that. Everyone loves to get as many starts as they can, obviously. Um, being able to get into a rhythm, I think, is, is massive. Just kind of, you know, feeling the flow of the game. You know, you're always kind of ready every single game you go into. You have a good routine, and, um, you know, you just start kind of, yeah, just like what you said, you, you get into a rhythm, and um, that's a good spot to be at. A pair of goals for Matthias Janmark in that 4-1 win last night. One of them shorthanded, just getting in shorthanded. Beautiful pass by Connor McDavid. I, I didn't catch the original. Uh, I didn't see it. And I should have known better who threw that pass. Why am I even asking that question? When you see a pass like that, it's coming from either 29 or 97. And Janmark had to finish that play, and he did. And he says that that game as a whole was the template that Edmonton feels they need to play 
play with to have playoff success. The games in the playoffs is kind of like this. You get that first goal, you try to, you, you kill a few penalties, that was big. You get that second goal, you have a two goal lead going into the third. You don't want to give that, that one up. But after that, we get a go in their zone, draw a penalty right away, score on that power play, I think it was. And then you're up two again and, and kind of never look back from there. So that's the game we got to got to build down the stretch here and be comfortable in uh, become playoff time. And one last thought here inside our direct workwear audio vault. Yanmar talking about an opportunity to play with Connor McDavid. They were out there on the penalty kill. I would lie if I uh, if he wasn't a part of why you sign here. I think like he's the like when players get a, get an offer here from here, like that's the first thing you kind of kind of think about. So for sure, but uh, I mean. I knew uh, hopefully you get one or two, uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, he's just a great player. And when you come on a two-on-one like that, you just kind of look at what he does and then you try to get open. And then you got to finish, and he did. Eight goals now after the empty netter on the season for Matthias Janmark, creeping toward double digits. And remember, he didn't start the season in the NHL either. He came up late. So there you go. An effective player, certainly on the defensive side of things. And if you're getting depth contributions there, that's gravy. That's gravy. Let's talk to our Bob Stoffer when we come back. We'll take a quick pause and then we'll recap uh, the Golden Bears whooping of the Windsor Lancers out in Atlantic Canada today. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30, Chad. And it's Brendan Escott in today, but we do have Bob Stoffer waiting on the line, so let's get right to it. Bob, uh, have the guys been on the ice yet? And if so, was Zach Hyman there? Zach Hyman was on the ice. Uh, I will tell you that Cam Moon was playing the role of Oilers Now reporter for me. So uh, there you go. I've already uh, made, I'm on my way out to the airport right now, but... Uh, Cam lives downtown, and I live 28 minutes uh, from Rogers' place. It was about a 14-minute practice. Uh, Zach was out there. Ryan McLeod was not. I think if last night was a playoff game, Brendan, uh, you know, Zach uh, probably would have played. Uh, you know, yesterday was a difficult day. I know after the game, I, uh, Cam and myself and a couple of the other media entourage headed over to Pub 1905, and... Um, we uh, people were you know people needed some uh, positive energy after what happened during the course of yesterday and the others delivered and people were wonderful and all I can think of is I was I was wishing I was still in Edmonton for St. Patty's Day because I I could be an awesome time there tonight but uh, anyhow uh, look you you were at the game last night you saw how the Oilers played it sounds a little bit crazy but in a lot of respects I'd rather see a team win four one or five one than six three. And it's hard to argue with the performance that we saw last night uh, against a really good Dallas squad. I would say so. Any standout performances, either from Janmark or Skinner, that really kind of caught your eye? Well, I'm going to circle back to what you 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 know you asked the question post game to Jay Woodcroft. You circled back. You picked up on a uh, what uh, Jason Greger was laying down with Warren Fogle. And I think if Hyman comes back, I think Fogle. I think Hyman goes in with McDavid and Kane, and I think Fogel stays with Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle, and the Oilers can maybe move Yamamoto down a little bit. Uh, you know, I, to me, Kyler has had lots of opportunities. Uh, this is a, in theory, a meritocracy, and you know, Zach Hyman is. 
got 29 goals and 70 points. He's going to play in the top six. And frankly, for me, the uptick in Fogel's play, the size, his ability to protect the puck a bit on cycles and those sort of things, you know, because to me, Drysaddle's more of a player off the cycle, whereas McDavid's more an off-the-rush player. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of concurring what you're thinking as well, that we might be seeing a little bit more of Fogel here. And it's funny how it's kind of turned for him, right? He had a it's it's been a strange year, Brendan. Like think about it. Yeah, Yanmark gets sent down to the minors. The Oilers make the trade for Costin. Those guys between the two of them are uh you know, they got eighteen goals and support roles for Edmonton. Yanmark's got the Oilers have beaten Dallas twice and Yanmark's got four goals in those games. Uh Costin's gone a little bit quiet, but the Oilers got a bit of a whack a mole offense right now, that old game that you would play out at the Edmonton X back in the day. And uh, you know, you one guy might get shut down further down the lineup and somebody else pops up and that's kind of what Edmonton's got going in their sort of bottom six forwards. So uh, you know, Good victory. Skinner was solid. He was in the starters net today. I think we all expect him to go tomorrow. Jack Campbell, I would suggest, is going to for sure, Brendan, get one of those starts against uh, uh, San Jose and Arizona. But tomorrow's a huge one for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, absolutely it is. Now, big game out east, Atlantic Canada this morning. The early puck drop for the Golden Bears didn't phase them one bit. What a victory that was. Wire-to-wire dominance. Well, Windsor wasn't very good. Uh, they got a lot of average junior A players. Uh, they tried to physically intimidate Alberta. Um, the Bears scored on the first shift of the game. We, the goalie was the goalie of the year in, in Ontario for Windsor. Uh, they they actually took UQTR, who beat Alberta last year in double overtime, 5-4 uh, in a game in which the Bears outshot Three Rivers 70-40. to They took uh, Windsor, took UQTR to triple overtime in the uh, OUA final. Uh, the Bears dominated, but it came with a price. And the price, you know, Alberta scored on the first shift. Second shift of the game, Ryan Hughes, a real good offensive player of the WHL, uh, basically got hit. The puck wasn't within six feet of him, and he, he got concussed on the play. The player got tossed out of the game. It was a guy that finished up in junior A. You know, he was, uh, uh, I guess we'll politely call him an energy player in the Quebec League. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, the Bears scored three goals on the power play. So they had the uniquest stat, Brendan, because in youth sports, when you get a major penalty, it doesn't start a new uh, power play. So Alberta went five for three on the power play. They're on the power play three times in the game. They got three goals in the five-minute major, and then they scored on the subsequent power plays. And frankly, they could have won 10 or 11, nothing. But the only problem is they lost Ryan Hughes and they lost Adam Hall. And those are two of their top six forwards. And so in a tournament like that, in a year in which maybe, you know, I think we've talked about this a lot, this isn't the deepest Alberta team. However, it's a team that doesn't have a lot of pressure. I mean, it's got internal pressure from the program, but it doesn't have the same glare. Calgary, you know, ended up winning the Canada West this year and went like 22 games undefeated. Um, it wasn't lost on me that Alberta came out and give, you know, Ian Herbers, he had those 8 o'clock a.m. practices. And think everybody listening right now that went to school, think, think to having to go to a practice at 8 in the morning and how crazy that would be. Didn't look so crazy today, Brendan, because Alberta came out smoking and they lit Windsor up in that game. And now they'll get the winner of Calgary or Prince Edward Island, so perhaps a rematch of that Canada West final series. Uh, I'll wish you safe travels, Bob, and a good call tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. 
Thanks. Thanks, Brendan. See you Monday. All right. There's Bob Stauffer, the regular host of this program. You've got Brendan Escott in this afternoon. When we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, we'll check in with Elliot Friedman. Don't need to tell you how good an insider he is. Oilers now with Brendan Escott. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.